Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me. You can find the Mocha Minutes podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, TuneIn, CastBox, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Find us on any of those platforms or wherever else you catch a podcast. Also still soliciting for ratings and reviews. If you would be so inclined, please leave us some five stars. Leave us some reviews. Would greatly appreciate it. Also, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mocha Minutes on all three of those platforms. If you want to shoot me an email, give me some feedback. Other than on those three places, you can email me at mochaminutes at gmail.com. Trigger warning. On this episode of the Mocha Minutes podcast, sexual assault and sexual violence is discussed. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, welcome back to the Mocha Minutes podcast. I am Stephanie. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the recording before my birthday. My birthday is going is the day that this is coming out, which is Tuesday, August 11th. And I feel like I'm getting one of the best presents ever because finally, after meeting him last June wow. um, and being very, very silly with him on Instagram Live and telling him to <laughs> um, either put his shirt on or take his shirt off or put on the wig. I mean, depends on the day and the time that I see these stories. <laughs> depends. I'm like, I'm like, uh-uh, nope, mm-mm, what you doing? I have a very incriminating video that I will never let anyone see the light of day. But just why know. is he even mentioning it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just know he knows. Oh. But you know, like, don't look, don't cross me. However, I have the extremely talented, extremely funny, very, very handsome, my Uncle Red, aka PJ Ryan from the Highly Melanated Podcast. PJ, it is. So good to have you finally here. Because he's threatened me, y'all. And I'm like, I know, I need to get my shit together. <laughs> I mean, you, know, you know, everybody says like, yo, we need, we're going to do something together. We're going to do something together. And then it's like, all right, nigga, are we going to do something together? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's been some time. Like, you know, we got to, you know, calendar uh, the film. Shit. I mean, I'm like, hey, I brought my calendar yeah. home. I'm like, let me get, let me get some people. Because there's people like, I can't wait to get your show. I'm like, oh, I feel special. I'm like, oh. So let me, so, all right. So, hey guys, PJ here. Um, and <laughs> let me tell y'all a little sidebar story because I love to start everything that I do with the sidebar, right? That's my trademark, right? So, sidebar. So, Stephanie and I, when we met, we met during Afros and Audio's party. Um, Af- Afros and Audio 
podcast festival yes. <laughs> year, um, which was the first one, which was awesome. And we we met and became immediately close during paint and sip. And <laughs> all because I had some strong opinions about Baltimore. <laughs> yes, I was like, uh-uh, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't. Yeah, I, I'm listening. What you about to say? You're like, what? Yeah. What? She loves <laughs> the entire fuck out of her city. Okay. <laughs> what you gonna say? I'm like, look, I know. I'm like, look, tired of the jokes. And me from Brooklyn, uh, you know. That's hilarious. But hi, guys. Hi. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for being here. As Rashani would say, please tell everybody about you. The floor is yours. Please tell them about Highly Melanated. Highly. 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 <laughs> hey guys, so I am PJ, aka PJ Ryan, but my name is Phil James. But uh, you don't call me that unless you really, really know me. Uh, no, you can call me that. That's fine. I mean, I, I am a, I am an actor, a writer, a director, a director of photography, a DP, uh, and not for double, double penetration. Um, as well as not in Doran Rona, at least. <laughs> Please, y'all. All right, Ooh. sit y'all, sit y'all fast asses down. Oh all right, because look, you're gonna catch an STI and can't go to the hospital to get or the clinic to get your stuff checked out. Tear and then up y'all tender Doran Rona. Do not be swiping yeah. right on nobody. Okay, and then when you do, you're gonna actually get yourself, you know. Don't just just stop. Um, but anyway, I am also the creative producer and co-host of not one but three podcasts. Uh, um, <laughs> highly highly melanated, uh, which is close, which is co-hosted by myself, PJ Ryan, Yushi, Red, who is um, AKA Chris, which is his real name, and the story be behind the fact that I had to call he had to call himself Red because my ex's name was Chris, and I refused to have a Chris on my show. And, <laughs> and during that time, my ex was dating someone named Phil, so it just was too much for me. Uh, yeah, um, but that was you know some times ago, and Blair. <laughs> we always do this thing, and there we go, add Blair. And Blair. You, and Blair. Do you know I had an ex that looked like Music Soul Child and for like a few years I couldn't listen to Music Soul Child's music or look at his videos like Music yeah, Soul Child Music Soul Child doesn't sing anyway. I don't I, I, mean, you, I don't know wait pause. Okay, wait, wait. I'm not done yet, right? But we're going to put a pin in that. In that. Do you remember when Music Soul Child, have you ever seen his performance on Good Day New York? I don't think so. Google it at any given time. He had performed and Rosanna was like so, had a rough night last night. <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> I think that that is my favorite Rosanna Scotto interview. <laughs> and Rose, for those of you that don't know, I live in New York, so we have Good Day New York. So we have Rosanna Scotto is our uh, oh. our person for Fox. Fox. Wow. Good day, not Good Fox day. News. No, hell no. You know, I'm wondering if it's going to be as funny as those two people interviewing Ryan Lochte and he was just talking and he's like a beautiful idiot. Mm -hmm. And then after like they 
like they ended the interview, they cut back to them and they are on the floor screaming. They're like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, why y'all, y'all, this is live TV. Why are y'all laughing at this boy? And I'm like, I mean, they didn't get in trouble, but it was just funny. Cause it's like, what are they going to get in trouble for? They didn't call him stupid. They were just laughing. Like, is this real life? Did we interview his ass? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is going on here on this here day? <laughs> Not on tonight. Now I gotta find it. Now I gotta find it. Let me write this. Okay. Down. So uh, also, so highly melanated. We're four of us, where we talk about actual conversations that affect our community. We have several guests on that can speak um, intelligently more than just us sharing our opinions on certain <laughs> topics, such as we've had black therapists, black doulas, black. Um, artists, black writers, people who are running for Congress, people who are running for um, city council. Uh, it's really important for us to actually have these conversations told from each different perspective, because that's the beauty of us as four of us. Uh, we're each element of the table. So I'm the air element, Yushi is the earth element, Red is the fire element, and Blair is the water element. We all get together. It's just a wonderful force that we have um you can find us on all for all platforms that you listen to all podcasts uh you can follow us on instagram which is highly melanated podcast on twitter it's h underscore melanated pod um you can go to our website at www.highlymelanatedpodcast.com and yeah uh so that's one mm-hmm. <laughs> keep going keep going <laughs> she's like the flow is yours uh the second one is called willing and waiting uh that one has been is on pause for a little bit um mostly because of corona and we're still trying to find voices who want to be a part of it that's the episode a conversation about celibacy dating while celibate Mm. or sexually abstinent for between from a male and a female's perspective Mm -hmm. uh so the first season both blair from highly melanated but on willing and waiting she goes by jbt dub which is her instagram name Mm. um Yes, because her name is Jessica Blair Tate White. So she goes by JBT Dub. Um, and the first season, we were both celibate. Uh, now she has a boyfriend and, you know, all of that. And I have just been out here in these streets. So we're looking for people who want to share their stories on why. So we've had some we've had some great ones actually come in, but to create a full season, we want more. So if mm-hmm. if you or anybody else that you know is as a listener, if you or anybody else knows that anybody who has lived the life of celibacy and would love to share their story or dating while celibate or anything like that or sexually abstaining it or if you've ever doing if you're doing it now or have ever done it in your past, please send an email to willing and waiting at gmail.com and either myself or Blair will get back to you uh, with that. And you can follow us the same thing, willing underscore waiting on Instagram and willing and waiting on Twitter. Okay. Um, And the third, No. (laughs) here's the thing, like it's so crazy because I actually about to have two more pop up now um, that I'm, yeah, I just can't, you know, it's it's, it's hard to like, I need to learn how to say no. Mm Mm-hmm. But there's so much that needs to be done. And I feel like I want to I, I want to have my hand in so many pots that I, I try to help as many people as I can in mm. different in different realms. Um, and this one is called The Dear You Project, which is my my baby. This is my and when I say dear you, it's like like dear John. But instead of dear John, you're writing a letter. It's writing a letter to dear you. And the you is written to whoever 
whenever, whatever that you're writing to, just as long as it, it's helped somebody. Just as long as your story that you're sharing is a story of growth in any essence of the word. Um, I've had people come on and write to the insecure little black girl. Uh, one, he came really, really hard and wrote about his mother who used to abuse him. Mm. One is a teacher. He wrote to the little black girls and girls that he teaches every day to let them know that they can be greater than beyond measure. Uh, this one who wrote to his, uh, her insecurity. Uh, another one he wrote to his insecurity and that's Wolf McNair. He wrote, and it's called 32 Flavors of Absolute Dopeness. Mm. Um, because he, you know, we talk about therapy and that's what that really is. It's like my Super Soul Sunday on a Monday, my baby Oprah project. And I'm, I, cause I really believe that everybody has a story and every story deserves to be told and we can help each other through our stories and our living. Mm-hmm. And then on the same time on, after all of that, then the ratchet part of me is going to ha- start to happen. So that's what's popping up in these next two projects I have coming on and they will be associated with the PJ brand, but they will actually be part of the Phil brand, which is just mm-hmm. the ratchet me. Cause I'm ratchet. Um, so I have something coming out, um, titled to whom it may concern with a buddy of mine where we actually um have a youtube uh channel where we actually talking about certain things that to whoever it is it's like somewhat like a read but not really a read just mm-hmm. if it hits you then it hits you if it doesn't then it doesn't but yeah if it don't and then, fly, and, let it fly <laughs> and then the next one i'm not really i yeah it's some things i'm it's that's just still in the work so i'm not okay. going to say that see he is busy, 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 busy. No, this, 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 I mean, I, it's, is this whole quarantine mm. has been very hard. Um, yeah. And I think it's been very hard for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, but it's been hard for us people, mostly who don't work in corporate spaces. Mm. Um, and I, I don't, I, and I can't, I'm not going to say most because I'm not going to say more or less because I can't, my, my journey is different from everybody else's journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you work in a completely, like I completely work for myself, you know, even though I teach as well, but I do that mm-hmm. at the school type of situation, just teaching kids how to, you know, use a camera and this and that, whatever, digital photography and video editing and things. Um, I miss the interaction with people because what I do involves interacting with people. Right. Uh, and I am a, I'm a hugger. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> so, you know, and I'm pretty vain, so I'm gotten fat, you know, but it's okay because I'm enjoying my fatness because my mother said, what is she, what is, how's Megan Trainor saying it? <laughs> if you say all about that base, I'm a, I'm a scream. I'm a leader. You, you saw what I posted. I did. <laughs> Go ahead. But yeah, that's, 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 that's me and nutshell. I just wish we can. I just hope that we can get back to normal in some. Yeah, kind. yeah, yeah. Because, ooh, I think I didn't realize how extroverted I really was until like three weeks into this quarantine. I was like, I really miss people, and it's odd because I, as a you know, as a single person, I literally have a a fear of dying in my home and then someone finding my body. It's like there's mm-hmm. something I just don't want to do to my mo- my mother I'm like i just don't i don't want to do it to anybody so that's my fear of if i'm alone and i die no one finds me until you know weeks after and my mother just goes oh no that's not gonna happen like if i don't hear from you for the day i'm going to go see what, you, what you're doing okay. like, i'll give you a little time but i i get yeah. that i mean that's that's also the reason why i wrote 
I have a tub under my bed that just says, mom, do not open, just throw away. Just in case something happens to me, mom, do Don't not open, open throw this away. It's got toys and whips and chains and all types of freaky shit that I'm into. <laughs> and this, yeah, I told my best friend and I told like three of my good friends, um, the female friends, I was like, look, you all have keys. So God forbid something never happens to me. One of y'all make sure y'all get to that little thing first before my mother gets to it. <laughs> just, just burn it. Burn that's it. the only worry I have about, and that's the only worry about I have about dying alone. I mean, mm. because I worry about the perception of what people will see and what they will think, and that changes who, you know, going forward. Like, who was this yeah. person? You know, but then you can't really control what people think. Yeah, this is, they may just think that anyway. No matter you can clean all that up, and then someone will come out of out of left field going well you know phil used to do that 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 it's like nigga, what the hell is wrong with you i'm more concerned with people talk about me during death than in life mm -hmm. and i say that because of the amount of people that i've lost through the years and this may take a serious turn but it won't be here for long guys um but the amount of people that i've lost through the years even just through this corona alone i've lost 45 people so far wow yeah okay. and when you said the number i was like 45 45 so yeah i've been in this house and it is hard and yeah, yeah as an extra as an extrovert kind of need to be around people, around people. It's and like people, you know so the people who are saying well i don't know what the problem is because i've been like this and i've been alone and i wanted to you know i was like this before quarantine well that's you that's really that's really <laughs> is you let me tell you my mother did not realize that she would get this reaction out of me but it was before mother's day like uh -huh. up until that point i was like i'm not going to anybody's house if i don't have to go to the store i'm not going to leave the house so my father back when it started he you know everybody's on stuff through amazon he ordered masks the box mm -hmm. didn't come until may he ordered it in march and it didn't come till may <laughs> exactly so when he finally got it um, him and my mother drove over to my house. She put it in a basket of, she put a basket of a few of the masks, some gloves, and she had okay. a little, like a little love note in it. And she dropped okay. it off in my house wearing gloves and a, <laughs> wearing gloves and a mask. And I was yeah. just like, cause she comes and said, what are you doing? Are you home? And I was like, yeah, she's like, okay, we're on our way. And I was like, what? And then she gives me this basket of stuff. And we, it's like my brother and I were trying to figure out what we wanted to do for Mother's Day. And I was like, I don't know, because she works in a hospital. So she's very much like, if y'all don't have to leave the house, don't leave the house. Because mm -hmm. she she sees it every, like she sees it every day at work. Mm -hmm. So after she left, I had the basket and I just started crying. Like, she, like somebody actually cares about me. Oh my God, I called my brother up, Terry. I'm like, whatever you want to do for Mother's Day, we could do it because, oh my God, do you know what my mother did over here? I was like, I was just in tears. I was like, I need a moment. I had to shut down my whole life for the rest of the day because I was like, yeah. I, it's like, mm. it's a It's a rough thing right now, you know, and that's, yeah. I say 45 people, uh, seven of those people are my family. Um, uh, and two of them were on the same day in two different states oh, wow. and each had their own thing going on one had lung cancer another one had like uh, congestive heart failure issues oh. and then like being in a covid environment made it worse yeah. they didn't go in with it but they came out with it you know and when i say came out they came out as you know now it's time to like work on like you people you can't even go see you yeah. know it's even here in brooklyn you know 
I couldn't go see them because she had a bigger family and hers, the, my uncle's wife's father, um, father passed and she has a huge family. Mm. So even though that I was really close to him and I, I love Mr. Smith, um, there's nothing I can do because Max is 10 people and yeah. that 10 has to go to who it needs to go to. Like, I, <laughs> you can't count me in, but you know, it's like one of those, it's really hard during this time. And a lot yeah. of a lot of people that I know were like worked for the MTA work. Mm. Um, and for those who don't know what the MTA is, that's here in New York. It is the uh, Metropolitan Transit Authority, our train system. Um, and it is hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doctors and two nurses. Yeah. So. Damn. Yeah, it's kind of. Yeah. So. yeah. Ooh. Are they still doing that every day at seven o'clock clapping for first responders or has that stopped? That stopped. Okay. Um, that stopped or it may do that in certain white people areas. Um, but these niggas out here <laughs> um, doing that. <laughs> Occasionally there'll be a bunch of bikes that'll go by like bicycles. Oh. For Black Lives Matter. Occasionally. Oh, okay. okay. Occasionally. All white people. Just okay. Hey parade. guys, Black Lives hey. Matter. Bye. You're parading, yeah, parading through your neighborhood, like, hey. And you know, like while I, while it's a great thing, I mm -hmm. equate it kind of now in this mind as when you go to D Dominican Republic, right? Mm. And you go on a vacation and you do an excursion through these poor ass parts of the country. Mm -hmm. and you're you're you don't have the problems that they have. But you're riding through, having fun, thinking that you're so, showing support or whatever, or hey, just now whatever. But you're really like showing off your whiteness in front of us. I, I mean, yeah. It's like some things you just cringe at, and you're just like, maybe this isn't what you think it looks. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I maybe really, you don't realize it. Yeah, because that's why we're not joining you. <laughs> that's why we're not going to do it. This is yeah. so random, but I watched The Real Housewives of New York and Luann, the one that got arrested, okay. was in jail for one day. She was speaking at a group of people who are ex-felons and she started crying like, oh my God, guys, I'm just like you because I got arrested and went to jail. I was like, bitch, you were there for one day. Have you lost your guy? You did not go to jail. Who said that? I said, <laughs> ah! uh -oh. I said oh, like, this rich white woman is talking to these fat people who were like spent years in jail talking about I I want to relate to you and let's have a spa oh. day girl I'm like I'm done. <laughs> 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 and I was like why the fuck are y'all filming this I mean I know why but it's like mm -hmm. where all the white where, where the black people going so I hear you sis but you didn't face no time and I need you to sit down <laughs> he was like I I watch a lot of Bravo I listen to Bravo podcasts it's like I'm glad I listen to Black Bravo podcasts they're like what the fuck is she doing it's like no. I, I don't know cause this was like this is not it Atlanta was the only the only one I've ever really watched and from the beginning like, I, I was, tried watching Potomac and, and those fake women um I tried watching I like Potomac um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't re recommend OC because it is so long. There's, there's nothing. There's, there's nothing about white women. It, I, it, there, there's not a black woman in OC, right? 
No, it's yeah, now so, Garcelle and Beverly Hills, but since the, Gar Beverly Hills was a train wreck before Garcelle got there, and she gives me so much life. She said in the, one of the first episodes, she's like, this is some white people shit. I'm like, okay, yep. <laughs> yep, like Garcelle, all right. Sure. Maybe yeah. I might give that a little. You might too. Garcelle is, she's so funny. She's not really there, because I mean, Garcelle like, is working. So mm -hmm. it's funny to like, yeah, she's always working, so I don't know what y'all want. Because she's busy. And she what I really want from another. I literally forgot that she was the one who sent an email to her ex-husband's company when he was cheating on her. And so she sent the email. By the way, this guy, he is cheating on his wife. He has two children. I said, girl. You better go ahead I and said, you better Janet Jackson. And why do I get married too? Child. It was like you want to act like a bitch. Well, here you go. <laughs> I was like, Tyler, what? Tyler? So oh God, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to evoke the spirit of Tyler Perry in this conversation. <laughs> I just because yeah. I didn't mean I didn't. Okay. I mean, okay. We are looking at each other. We're doing video for this. This is not for y'all. This is for us. But the faces that we're making each other is like, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> all right all right so like during the zoom ages man it's like some people are like do y'all know we can see you <laughs> it's like we can see you uh -huh. what are you doing they're like see and also i've been loving grapevine tv this is so random but i'm loving right grapevine tv because you know uh, some of out. them some shout of them out. niggas be talking and them women be just like I know who you're talking about. Shout out to Donovan Thompson, producer of Great Vibes. He is so like, man. I'm like, I want Donovan. I'm like, how do I Eddie sign King. up? Because I would love to be on this Zoom. Because there's like three guys on my list that I want to cuss the fuck out. One of them I had to block because I was like, oh baby, you're not doing this. You're not bringing your ashy minions to my fucking. No, you're not doing it. Let me just block you right now off rip. You're not talking about Mouse, are you? No. Okay, good. No, Mouse no, he's not the only problematic person, but he's like such a changed person now. Right. I have no idea who you're speaking of, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like I'm like, wow, the the growth in Mouse is so interesting. It's beautiful. It's mm -hmm. beautiful. Like to be honest with you, and until, and that's and that's proof that you know a fuck boy can go from not being a fuck boy, and not to say yeah, that yeah. he's a fuck boy, but I'm just saying people can change. Yeah, just because somebody may be a fuck boy now, yeah, don't count him out. No, please don't, because that's how I feel about Desu Samero, because Lord Jesus. I don't know who these people are. Oh, oh, Jesus and oh yeah. I'm 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 I I tried. Um and I wanna try harder because we're all in the same like somewhat network of mm -hmm. people here in New York. Yeah. Um but I'm not fake and phony. So I don't know if I I've tried and I couldn't get into it. Um yeah, because I couldn't get into the podcast. I didn't start till they were on Vice, and then I went listen to the episodes. I was like, because they were a Bodega Boys, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't get into the Bodega. It was too much going on. It was, yeah. And I think I heard a faggot here or there too, and that's quick to turn me down. Oh yeah. I'm not sure. I could be wrong. You never know. Yeah. But we're talking. We're talking about years ago. Yeah. You know, it's gross. Even looking like now, my face got this scowl. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I heard this, and now. All yeah. of a sudden, my voice got deeper. <laughs> I turned like, on the. He I raised his eyebrow. Like, uh, okay, what is this? WWE with the rock? It's like, put my eyebrow up. Like, and then. <laughs> oh, I think I left this out also, guys. Hey, my website is www. How many W's did I say? W3. Um, 
three. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I am pjryan.com. Yep. Yeah. You're right. so funny. You're so funny. All right. Let's start. Let's start. Cause you know, I mean, we started, but still, um, I found this and I've been adding segments. I haven't added music to segments yet. That is, you know, next evolution after year three. Let's see how that goes. It takes time. It takes time. Let's take time. But in the meantime, first segment, am I the asshole? So anybody who's on Twitter or on Reddit, you know, like, I'm not exactly sure how Reddit works because I peek here and there, but for the most part, no, because hell no. But they have a Twitter handle called am I the asshole? And it's A-I-T-A underscore Reddit. Okay. And so they pull stuff from Reddit and they post it on Twitter. The one I'm about to read had me putting up <laughs> the video of the guy who was on the subway train screaming, help, help, police, help. <laughs> help, help, police, police. <laughs> Tanja is going to like, Rue the day that she showed me how to download videos from Twitter because my God, <laughs> like, oh, goodness. Woo. <laughs> I just went to get some water. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, keep going. I- I'm here. I'm like, I'm like, look, I don't know. My dad <laughs> disappeared off the screen. But this is would I be the asshole if I got help from a charity despite our joint income being very high? <clears throat> My husband, 38, and I, 24, mm. have a combined income of 60000 per year or thereabouts. He is the big earner at 50K, and I scrape by on a, <laughs> on a much lower income part-time job. He has always been very protective of his earnings, protective is in quotes, as he has worked very hard for the job he has. Since moving in together, we agree to mostly keep our own expenses separate. If I buy things for the household, like shopping or cleaning bills, et cetera, we split them in half. I'm not looking at your face. If I go to the store, I give him the receipt. (laughs) I give him the receipt and he adds up how much of the items are shared and transfers me half. Anything we get from for ourselves is paid out of our own accounts, any personal expenses, etc. He does, however, pay a much higher proportion of the rent. This has worked fine for us. I do the majority of the housework to make up for not contributing as much. And because I have more free time around my job, because, you know, she works part time. The issue we have right now is that I'm pregnant. Because of our agreement, I am expected to pay for anything medical, any bits I need for the duration of the pregnancy or anything. I will need post-birth for myself out of my own money. He will pay for half of anything directly relating to the baby, but everything else is my responsibility. I am in a position now where I simply cannot cover everything and any conversation I've tried to have, have tried to had has, she meant have, has ended up with the same outcome. I knew what the agreement was before we started trying. I genuinely thought that I would be able to cover a lot more or that some of the things are more to do with the baby than me. So he would help, but he has very clearly, he has very clear definitions of what is for me and what is for the baby. Thanks to insurance, a lot of medical bills are covered, but having to buy a whole new bigger wardrobe and things I didn't originally think of that I need or will need breast pads, maternity pads for after the birth, et cetera, are adding up. There is a charity nearby, which would, help to supply some of these things, but I feel absolutely awful turning to them when I know it would make such 
a small dent in my husband's wage and he would be perfectly capable of covering it if he was inclined to. I feel, I just feel a bit desperate, but I am completely torn up as to the ethics of it. Would I be the asshole for asking him for asking for some help from this charity? Edit, please don't message me telling me to get an abortion. All right. So, um, did you, did you name him? <laughs> um, uh, I feel like we can name him Kevin. Wait, who? Wait, 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 wait. Confused. Who's Kevin? Kevin is the man. Yes, Kevin is the man. The woman. Oh, let's call her. All right, Kevin. Let's, since she said, would I be? Let's name her Willa. So Willa and Kevin. This is Willa's problem. Okay, Willa and Kevin. So Willa, uh, number one, you're 24. Um, what the entire fuck? Um, you sh there, there is a problem because he is 38, right? Okay, so here's here's the wonderful thing about men um, that I'll say um, before telling you that you're not the asshole, uh, number one. But here's the wonderful thing about men who are so much older who choose to date women who are so much younger. They are aware that they can get away with so much bullshit that that's what they're doing because this whole split is inaccurate. Number one, the if okay, I'm making the money, so I'm not gonna sit here and talk about how much people are making, right? But if you if he makes you know, if your combined, uh, um, wow, is, 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 is 60 is, or thereabouts. I'm like, okay. Um, mm. you know, number one, uh, there's this saying that I can do bad all by myself. Uh, I would recommend you looking how to, uh, do this by yourself because apparently you actually are actually doing it by yourself because when you split, when you split finances and I learned this and I think Susie Oman uh, taught me this, um, mm. you remember her, right? I do. So she talked about, and this was an issue in my last relationship. Um, he made so much more than me. And actually so much more was like roughly around 30,000 30, more. And I was already making 55 at that time. Wow. Um, so that's actually an actual accurate difference. Uh, you are you are being, you are his child, to be mm. honest. Because you're not making enough to actually support this child if he wasn't in the picture and mm -hmm. he's not even trying to support you. Um the, the the split has to be not half down the middle because obviously you don't make half it has to be consistently right. 70, 30 60 40 whatever that number is supposed to be between the two of you guys mm. um i was i you are not the asshole for for asking for this charity um he would be the asshole to accept any money that comes to it for for him because it has nothing right. to do because boo boo, you make the money. It's for me. It's not, and we're not splitting this charity. And this charity is for the child, and it's not for you. You have no right to say what is for the child, except for uh, insurance. Number one, without being all misogynistic and all this other stuff, you know, as the man with the job, uh, with the fifty thousand plus year or whatever, I'm assuming that comes with insurance. Therefore, you must have it the should. carry cover your child if she's working mm -hmm. part time. There's no way in the world. Um, and nine times out of 10, she's going to start working part-time because she's going to have a full-time job as a mother. So oh, it is time for him to step up. And if he doesn't want to step up, then he needs to step out and you need to figure out how you're going to do this at the age of 24 and how not to do this again at yeah. the age of 26. <laughs> <laughs> at the age of 26. Um, and it's so weird that... Uh, she had the edit of don't tell me to get an abortion because I'm like, that's literally not my first thought at all. It was like, so I wouldn't think that. I was thinking leave him, but 
again, if she's looking down the barrel of I'm 24, I work part-time, I'm also pregnant, so I can't just walk out. I'm like, I, there's so many dynamics, I get it. Um, there's this beautiful song from the 90s from this group um, called Ideal, and it's called You Gotta Leave. And it simply goes, you, gotta <laughs> you alone, get your bags, and get the hell on, cause you don't live here no more. Yeah, so you got like listen to that song. Let that give the life that you did. Please, it's like, like, would you be the asshole? No, no. Um, your your husband is the asshole in this, this situation. And the bad part about it, you're still taking on the majority of. Everything I'm curious. Going on. I'm curious how old they were, how old she was when they actually got married. You know, because I'm like, yeah. she's 24 now. Yeah, and I mean, like, and, and then the other thing was that this child was intentional. So that because he said trying, I'm like, so right, it's right, not like right. this is like an accident. Like, oops, I'm like, oh. oops, I did it again. No, right. this this actually happened. This this was poor planning, um, because at, I would be a fantastic father, me, PJ. But I have always said I will never be a father until I get my finances in order, mm. because it costs to have a child, and I refuse to have a child. Um, in the poverty that I grew up in and then mm-hmm. now the poverty that I live in, you know, to support a child, that's just, I'm not, I'm not also ready for that type of hustle. Right. Right. So, Cause the child, it's a, it's a lot. lot of responsibility. Three yeah. dogs is enough. I'm good. Okay. So to answer your question, they met when she was 17 and a waitress and he was 31. Oh, so he was already a pedophile. Okay, oh, mm-hmm. that's exactly it's what like I- it. Yeah, because people use that. It's so weird when you see niggas talking about, uh-uh, we don't trust the cops and the law, but surely trust um, age of consent laws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's, it's interesting how that works. But yeah, no, baby, you're not the asshole. You're, you're hu- um, Kevin's the asshole for putting you in this situation where you would have to go to a charity and he makes 50K a year. I'm like, baby... You should be able to take care of a whole household on fifty. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and and then right. where are they? It was like I don't even know where they are. And that is, I'm like, I don't know if they're like further down south. Cost of living is probably lower. Mm-hmm. Maybe also in the Midwest. Like I can see if you're in California, probably is cost of living is higher. But doesn't sound like y'all are struggling. So that's not what I hear. So yeah, probably somewhere down south or Midwest is probably where we're going. But yeah, baby, you're not the asshole. Hmm next segment give them their i said flowers but it's roses because you know we give high quality shit no daisies up in here no carnations boo give people their roses while they're still here (laughs) 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 well see that's like my favorite flowers are actual purple roses which aren't real they actually have to they're genetically made I loved, I loved it and what you call it and orange is a new flag how she called her dandelion and that was the flower but dandelion is really a weed <laughs> right <laughs> he's like that's not a okay whatever um so i'm giving my roses this week to miss cory bush she beat representative lacy clay in the missouri democratic primary after he had been in there for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Homegirl is a activist. She is a nurse. She is, Yeah, she's done a lot. And so I don't think people really thought she was going to um, win. So I'm giving her flowers because, you know, 
black women are always counted out, mm-hmm. especially in these kind of congressional races. They're like, yeah, yeah. And she's 44. So, you know, maybe in a few years, she might run for president. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, come Just, on, Roses. Come on. I was like, mm. I'm like, I'm seeing like, ooh, in a few years. Oh, like, my gosh. Get, and then a few years, these roses that you gave her now is at the rose bush in the, in the White House. I hope so. From your mouth to God's ears. So that is my person. I mean, I would love to give Beyonce flowers every year, every week, but I can't. I kind of also I mean, want to. I mean, good. the other person that I want to give it to is, it's, it's you know, she's my problematic fave because you know she don't always say the right things. It's Cardi B. You know, I I can fuck with it. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like she's problematic. I know she's problematic. Um, but also, we're going to talk about WAP later. Um, and y'all who just reach and grasp for every damn straw y'all see, every paper straw you see mm-hmm. that you're grasping for. But I really, there's something about Cardi B I've always liked. I never saw her on Love and Hip Hop New York. I really didn't. I just saw a clip of it. I never saw her. So yeah. I didn't get, I wasn't there from the beginning of the train, but now I'm watching. I get that she tried to fuck up Nicki Minaj. I mean, she deserved there. it. Nobody Man, sometimes you gotta throw shoes at people. Sometimes Look, you gotta as a, like as a, as a Libra, I understood. I'm more. a Leo, so you know I fucking understand. It's like, <laughs> it's so weird. Um, but you ain't saying nothing but a word, okay? okay. Like, uh, who getting fucked up today? I used to wonder why is she like that. Then I was like, and I found out she's a Libra, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, my mom is a Libra, so I, I totally. That's probably why I like her too, because my mother's a Libra. I'm like, yeah, I get Libras a lot. It's like, mm. yeah, Cardi B, I like the way that, like, she did like this thing on Apple Music where she's having like a round table with a few of the people that were in the video with her. And I just like the way she talks about other female rappers. I think there might be some little light at the end of the towel that her and Nikki could possibly be on a song in the next couple of years. I'm Don't not want waiting. I, I'm not holding my breath. I'm, I'm fine <laughs> with it. But um, the fact that she's like, I'm not going to not work with other female rappers. I'm like, I kind of like that. She doesn't want to just be the only person. And she's like, that bringing up Rhapsody. I'm like, y'all don't even listen to her. I'm like, uh, points are made. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, please tell me Rhapsody's song because y'all keep throwing her in our faces when we say we like Nikki and Megan Thee Stallion. But y'all can't tell me a song that I should listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Nobody gives me no songs. So, okay, who are you giving your roses to? He has a bouquet. So a I do have whole floral shop. I do have a bouquet of flowers to give, and I actually really appreciate you actually in- including this um, in your segment. Mm. Um, and so my bouquet. Um, so just recently, I had posted that some somebody in my circle just committed suicide, mm. um, and he was the light of everything. Like, you think I'm silly with a wig? <laughs> if you haven't go, if it's still up there, but uh, by the time your listeners hear this, um, it's actually gonna be saved in my favorites, in my highlights. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a video of him being himself, like even like with wigs and just pouncing around like, <laughs> You know, and like, but he's also a very masculine guy. He's like, you know, it's the idea of being and so in touch with your masculinity that you're not worried about your femininity. You're in touch with that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you know who you are. You don't worry about anybody else. Um, mm-hmm. and, and great. Um, but he was just such a light. And being in quarantine, um, I don't know what his full situation was. 
Um, but mental health is serious and we do need to give people their roses now. Mm -hmm. So I'm giving my first three roses to my co-hosts of Highly Melanated. Uh, um, they're like my brothers and sisters. Uh, we get on each other's nerves. Well, they mostly get on my nerves. Um, (laughs) and I know I get on their nerves because communicating with me is not always the easiest. Um, so I do appreciate them beyond all belief. Um, because they have, they were there from the very beginning of everything. Um, as far as creating where I'm at now, we all started together. And they're both, all four of them are, all three, that's four of us, all three of them. (laughs) (laughs) Greg, Blair, and Yushi, they're amazing people. So again, guys, I would encourage you all to check us out. You would enjoy it. Um, My fourth rose, I only have five, um, is a universal rose. And this is a rose given out to anybody who's listening to, who, who thinks that you're not enough, who thinks that right now no one is there listening to you or no one there sees you or wants you around we all do suicide is never the answer um if you need somebody to talk to just pick up the phone scroll through and just start just calling people and whoever wants to talk that don't you just keep going to the next go to the next because we are all connected as black folks we have to remember that nobody's gonna care about us but us so we have to be there for each other Mm-hmm. Um, and those are my official actual people, um, that I know and not know, um, roses, but then there's one more and I'm okay. So I'm a, I'm gonna leave this one off because this is an old rose. Okay. Um, I've been waiting for a public platform to say, oh, this. Lord. Oh, Lord. um, and I'm giving my rose to India Irie. And the reason why I'm giving my rose to India Irie is because I'm sick and tired of having these conversations about, you know, like, you know, music back then. And then, you know, we go from jail to Erica. And then when people pop up India, there's always a lot of negative connotation about the understanding of her music. Mm. Um, I have from I am not my hair to whatever these other like the words. Sometimes people take music too literal and think Mm -hmm. that some people are talking. (laughs) He has dogs. This is so funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, take dog's like, what the fuck is going on in here? <laughs> Look at my foot. All of a sudden. Uh, you know, some things people take things too literally. And I can understand it. But I think that what she has created for the culture um, mm-hmm. is something that's so important, so needed, and an eye for a, a group of Black folks who didn't have a voice. So if it ain't for you, boo, it ain't for you. She's not pushing her ideas off on you. Um, but she's just singing about her stories, her life. And I think mm-hmm. that also she's a Libra, so I'm automatically going to take her side. Because um, <laughs> now I get it. Right? Libras unite. We do. We do. Because we understand. We are the justice system. We are the... We are... Y'all and, are the scales. It's not even just the scales. And this is the actual title of the of a Libra. We are the ruler of the Zodiac. And only because mm-hmm. we're the... We are the scales. We are the justice system. Mm. There. That's it. Um, but her music alone has transcended my life in general, has given me lyric after lyric after lyric. Um, I can name a bunch of songs, but I want to give her my roses. So if I ever meet her, you know, we're just going to, we're either going to clash or we're going to love each other because we're either going to be too much alike or be like, I can fuck with you, you know, Mm -hmm. but I can give it to her. I love that because... 
I don't go to a lot of concerts. I don't know why. I'm gonna start going because I was always like, I don't, I didn't ever have people to go with me. Um, but I, I saw Indiari in concert, and honestly, she's one of the best live performers I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Really? So like, yes, she was so good. Her and Jasmine Sullivan. So it's like, wow. Okay. I got to saw. I got to see Jasmine early on. Um, but yeah, when India was here, I was like, oh. My then boyfriend was like, hey, I got tickets to Indiari. I was like, what? Oh, we're going. <laughs> we are so going. It was like, because yeah. you know, concerts are never like, it's weird days of the week. I think it was like a Tuesday. And I was like, I don't care. And you know, and there was things going. that, there were things that like, you know, she tweeted about like when she didn't win the Grammys is that year. There are certain complaining things. I can get it. I can get it. But as a frustrating artist, as a brown skinned, dark skinned woman, I can understand. Well, mm-hmm. I can, I can, I am not a, I am not a dark skinned woman or a brown skinned woman. Um, but from a perspective in that eye, I can get her viewpoint because I think that was the year mm-hmm. Alicia won. And yeah, because they put her, her up against Alicia and it was just like. But those are two different mm-hmm. categories. So it's, you know, and it, you know, there are some other things, you know, somebody's like, what, Jimmy Kimmel or which one of them two stole her song, stole her yeah. song versation. But I was like, okay. I'm- she's just venting. She's just doing the same shit that Cardi B did. But or be- anybody on Twitter in general. I think it's super weird that people are like, like people been on Twitter all the time. So it's kind of like I went, I mean, she's and it's, wrong, it's just the guys. It's just- in my opinion, it's in my opinion, it's that idea of holding up uh, as Wendy Williams, the evil queen herself, has just once said, um, <laughs> when they categorize all them people, like when they categorize Music Soul Child, Eric mm-hmm. Benet, Jill Scott, um, Bilal, India Irie, all in the Dirty Backpack crew, mm-hmm. um, way back then. So you automatically have this visual, and Jill Scott even said it before. She said, just because, she said, excuse me, just because I'm natural, <laughs> I'm human. You know, some days yeah. I'm a lady, some days I'm not, you know? Right. So I think that people put these people when they see them in such categories Mm. uh, that you don't really understand. They're actually a human being. Right. Right. She got feelings. And it's kind of like, if you know you created something, I can't believe we're going down song conversation, but yeah. But if you know you created something and what people kind of forget and they're like, we're in the age of TikTok where people who earn the most on TikTok are white people and they are actually just copying black creatives. I'm like, uh-huh. I'm sorry. Like, black people, please stop. Please stop looking at TikTok. Remember, TikTok does not support black lives. Please, guys, stop looking at TikTok. Please I was just like, woo, because when I saw that article saying seven earners, I'm like, yeah, and you know they got a lot of their content from black people. So it's kind of like, if you can understand that, you can understand where India was coming from. You may not, you don't have to agree to understand it. It's and like, that's it. That's it. It's like, but you don't, don't like, I don't agree. And don't but yeah, get, don't, you can you can disagree without getting disrespectful. Correct. So, and you can't deny somebody what they've done to the culture and for the culture. Right. So because she brought back the Tracy Tra- Chapman type of era, you know. Right. There are a few artists, and one of them, uh, Victory, which I adore her, uh, reminds me of Tracy Chapman mm. and Irie. Nina Simone, you know, she's like an awesome artist. But yeah. anyway, yeah, I'm just, I'm rambling now. <laughs> well, I'm glad you got, see, I love the bouquet. I'm all about it. I like the variety of the bouquet. That's fun. All right, low key, let's start. <clears throat> so, <Right. laughs> let's, start. That, uh, let's start. So Beyonce wrote a very beautiful letter on her, um, her stationery, because Beyonce is stationery, to that uh, attorney general in Kentucky. 
Now, Oprah has not erected not one billboard, but 26 of them in Louisville. And it's for every year of Breonna Taylor's life. Mm -hmm. First, she put Breonna on the front of her magazine, which she's never done. Which is the last person who's ever been, the only other person who's been on it was Michelle Obama, and that's with them two together. Right. It's like she's never not been on the cover. It's like, (laughs) this is huge. So she took that um, cover, which was actually done by an artist. That is on the billboard. It's 26 of them. So a letter from Beyonce, constant protesting. They've had sit-ins at the attorney general's house. Oprah is erecting billboards. I'm like, and now there's an FBI investigation. The fact that you got to do all this and y'all still like, we got to do our investigation. No, bitch, fuck you. Mm. It's like, uh, you're not going to be happy until Oprah does like she did go to that sundown town and have her show there. Y'all see, y'all okay. gonna make her, yeah. y'all gonna make her bring out like, you know, Oprah has a team. She okay. can't bring anybody. Yeah, remember she did her show right there outside. It's like, I'm just saying, it's like- so, she... you know, I've, I've had a chance to look at untilfreedom.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, you know, I signed the petition as well as donated um, whatever I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am all here for every bit of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every, every single bit of this. Cause this, I mean, it's not a meme anymore. It's never it's been, not, a it's not funny anymore. It's, it's, it's never, it was been. never funny. And it's like, yeah. Hi, what's today? A good day. The rest of- girl. No, stop. It's like, it, that- she has a whole mama who sees yeah. all of this. And it's, it's not funny. It's not, it's never been funny. Um, it's, it's about time that something like this was done on a grander scale like mm-hmm. this, um mm-hmm. from oprah mm-hmm. uh oprah has her issues or people have her issues with oprah when it comes to the black community apparently um yeah, i don't I, mm, oprah's, I don't. Coming, oprah's coming to my cookout um I mean, she is because she gonna make sure i have all the fresh excuse me she has a fucking garden that means all the fresh veggies are coming from her okay I'm okay. like good oprah bring all the peppers because i know you got peppers in your goddamn Garden, no, bring she it. She walks around with avocados. She has her own avocado. Oh my god! Guacamole, <laughs> deck, bitch. She said that she. Uh, what, who interviewed she do? I forgot. And she's. Uh, it, I think it was Trevor Noah. Mm. And she was like saying, you know, he was like, "Give me something ordinary." She's like, "Okay, so ordinary." So I walk around with my own avocados that I grow in my in my garden. <laughs> like, that's, not, that's not ordinary, but not everybody has their own avocado okay. bush. Um, but I'm, I'm here all for this. And I think that it's about time that something actually does happen. Yeah. And I recommend everybody does go to the until freedom website, which, um, is just a petition of, they need to get about right. 1500. Uh, let me, mm-hmm. let me go back to the site. Um, I think so. I know I'm, I'm, I'm right here. Cause my favorite Atlanta housewife of the moment, Portia got arrested. <laughs> Because they did a peaceful protest. I'm like, wait a minute, y'all move quicker to bring charges against people protesting than y'all actually doing I, I guess, from arresting. I, I was sitting here like, what the hell is wrong with y'all? Mm-hmm. I was like, what is wrong with y'all? Like, grow the hell up. Ugh. Like, man, it's like, I, I can't. But Oprah is using all of her time and all of her money to, I'm like, I'm sorry, Louisville. Are y'all not embarrassed yet? I'm like, where's the mayor? Because I'm like, Louisville I feel like y- y'all not embarrassed by this point? I'm like, Oprah. I'm like, 
a lot of white people like Oprah. So y'all should be like embarrassed at this point. Like, wait a minute, why is she? No. I'm like, uh, yeah, no. Y'all should be fucking embarrassed. All right. Beyonce writing letters. Back to Beyonce now. All right. So I need to know where this letter is. Is it, is it, is it public? Can we see this letter so I can like narrate it? Because I love reading Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Like, let me see. Because I love reading in Beyonce because it's just like. Not reading in Beyonce. You're so silly. I love it. I love reading in Beyonce. All right. Because I look, I mean, here it is. I'll say it and I'll say it once because um, you mentioned this on the last episode. Um, Black is King um, is a beautiful compi- compilation of re- redistributed content, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, no, none of that Lion King stuff in there fit. She did not need to keep that there. <laughs> um, but okay, because whatever. Um, and I, but visually, the only one that I can like really like think was like exceptionally like studio visually beautiful was mm-hmm. uh, My Power, which was the old mm. white. That's the only one I really liked. Ooh. Everything else was just like, I've seen her do this. I've seen this in different, now this is the full thing, mm-hmm. but maybe we should just, we shouldn't have seen it so early on before. Yeah. And I, I, I can't, I love going, I love talking about Black is King because it's interesting to watch people. We don't want to, equate blackness to poverty but if we don't see poverty represented in blackness there's something wrong with it i'm like that's weird to me because mm-hmm. <laughs> we mm-hmm. can't be like we were kings and like so we're sh- we're showing the regalness of blackness and it's like oh no she's the wrong messenger for that i'm like i don't think she is she, she doesn't have to be the wrong messenger there's there is no right or wrong messenger you know what the wrong messenger is a white person that is the wrong message. That's literally the wrong person. <laughs> this is not Britney. This is not. Could you imagine Taylor Swift doing Black as King? Y'all be ready to burn this shit down. It's like, and rightfully so. But I feel like my sea of hate on Taylor has ebbed. I've just been like, yeah, I'm just going to not. I'll pick up yeah. where you left off. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> she's a demon. Okay. I won't say, she, I won't say she's the blue eyed white devil, but I will say she's a demon. You may bleep this out if you'd like to. You may not. All opinions expressed from this voice are those of PJ Ryan and PJ Ryan alone. PJ so, <laughs> <Hey>, Ryan alone. <laughs> <laughs> anything comes out of this mouth, um, yes. Oh my gosh. So another part with Oprah, because I, you know, I went from saying all the white people love Oprah, but uh, to now the some white people don't like Oprah for saying this, but. She talked about white privilege and they were like, not her billionaire ass. What the fuck does she know? Damn. So she has, it's on a, I think this is also on Apple TV. It is. Um, yeah. So she had a seminar where she was talking about whiteness. Um, so she said during the, it's the Oprah conversation, which I still need to watch. Cause I'm like, shit, I got Apple TV. I can watch this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what she said. There are white people who are not as powerful as the system of white people, the caste system that's been put in place, but they still, no matter where they are on the rung or the ladder of success, they still have whiteness. Mm-hmm. Whites have a leg up. You still have your whiteness. That's what the term white privilege is. It means that whiteness still gives you an advantage no matter what. So a lot of white people didn't like that because mm-hmm. Oprah is a billionaire but I think you guys. Was she always a billionaire, though? I'm sorry. She I, I, was not right. It's like she wasn't born. Stuff with like that just dollars. makes me so mad. <laughs> you have money. I'm like, we're not talking about. There's different 
kinds of privilege, guys. She's talking about your white privilege. I'm like, you forget that Oprah was actually not allowed to shop in a store. Okay. I could, like, nigga, I could buy this store. She's like, I could buy this store. Are you fucking kidding me? And they didn't let her in because, they, oh, no, we don't serve blacks. And it was kind of like, she didn't go, but I'm Oprah. It was like, but it still matters. It's like, I still literally. Feel, I still hate the way she told that story because it was very much from like a comedic standpoint when it's not funny, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like, I, mm. I understand that was still like trying to be, this is before her network. So this was still yeah. trying to ease, you know, the white. The whiteness is like, let me not show y'all how angry this makes me because y'all still watch my show. So let me not say it angry, but I feel right. like say she probably, her and Gail on their many slumber party nights, she was like, can you believe what the fuck they did? I'm fucking Oprah Winfrey. I'm Oprah No, I can't. Winfrey. I can't take it. And also, I can't take it. I can't take it, Gail, how you take up so much covers. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> on their slumber party. I mean, slumber parties are probably lit. Just them two in a bedroom somewhere with a locked door and a secret service agent outside okay see there you go mm-hmm. and interference of like mechanisms where they can't record on the inside of the room i'm just saying which fresh I'm, strawberries <laughs> i'm just saying um we uh nippy had a birthday recently it would have been her 57th birthday that is whitney houston happy birthday Nick. we are getting a Whitney biopic because Sony just picked it up. It's going to be called mm-hmm. I Want to Dance with Somebody. Mm-hmm. I hope we're not married to this title, but still, we're getting a biopic. I didn't think the Lifetime movie was bad. It focused just a little bit too much on just her and Bobby. The but Lifetime movie was horrible. Yeah. It's like the I. Actual di- documentary. Documentary. Doc- <laughs> <a> documentary. <laughs> The actual documentary. <laughs> the documentary was actually really great. Um, yeah. All right, continue. I'm sorry, I cut you off. I have a no, tendency. No, it's fine. No, you're fine. So, the movie is supposed to be coming. You know, if Outside ever opens up, it's supposed to be coming to theaters. Um, Thanksgiving 2022, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a musical, probably a la um, Rocket Man, which. I absolutely loved, but I'm also a Nelton John fan, so I may be a little bit biased. Um, mm-hmm. This project also has the backing of her estate, along with Clive Davis. Um, Pat Houston will produce the movie on behalf of the Houston estate, oh, um, which means that we probably are going to hear her singing as opposed to Deborah Cox singing in the Lifetime movie. Great. Which wasn't bad because I, 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 you know, I love Deborah Cox, so it wasn't bad. But it was like I know this is Deborah singing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She can hit the notes, but it's like I, I know I yeah, can hear it. Not- I can hear it, boo. But it's not bad. Chrissy mm-hmm. ticking face. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Okay, so here's the thing about this biopic, right? I'm mm-hmm. all for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the. This is like one of those weird things where it's like Whitney kind of didn't really, she belonged to us, but she really didn't belong to us Mm. Um, because, you know, she didn't go anywhere without the rich white man on her arm, um, Clive Davis. Um, And I was like, Bobby Brown is not a rich white man. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And 
you know, there were parts of her career, especially if you if you want to label it. Of course, a white person would pick that part of her career um, during her whole time because that's when the black community was not feeling her. The I want to dance with somebody. I mean, they were not happy that she was at the Soul Train Music Awards. I just want people to remember, remember that because they were not like, oh my God, Whitney's here. It's like, what I'm the curious. fuck is she doing here? Now, I'm curious to how they're going to... Um, put this together as far as this musical goes and mm-hmm. i'll say this only because i um did a my first actual acting gig was something with george Faison. Oh. Um, and so george Faison, this was like my first audition ever um he had he were do, we were doing a workshop for the show that he wants to do called the last interview and it's oh. a musical about whitney houston and what Right. Um, so we were doing the workshop and this was what, two years ago. Mm. Um, since a lot of things have changed for George and his tra- trajectory on what he sees, his, his partner has passed away last year. So it changed a lot. Mm. Um, but the great thing about that, I want to say how he was combining it to make it an actual way to listen to Whitney's lyrics. Because mm. if you think about it, I want to dance with somebody if you remove the beat and you listen to the words, the song is really sad, you know? And he m- mashed up a couple of different songs together. So it was mm-hmm. like, he mashed up like, I want to dance with somebody with Where Do, Where Do Broken Hearts Go? And the, the the one who was singing it, theater, she was great, beautiful voice. Like, but it was the way that we were telling, he was telling the story, um, that I believe should be a Broadway show. Mm. Um, now, this is what I was saying as far as belongs to us or not, because George Faison is a black man. And for those of you who don't know George Faison, George Faison just is, uh, it's just one quick um, set, um, like a couple of sentences or a couple of words on our old good girlfriend, Google, um, <laughs> right on head to her. But if you need to know, George Faison was the, um, what is this? The, the artistic director for The Wiz, um, and have been with Alvin Ailey prior to all the scandal that they're going through right now. Um, but has he's like <laughs> notable royalty. <laughs> and to that, that be my first audition after like that's major. Okay. Um, major. I'm grateful for that. But I don't know how this is gonna turn out because it's being produced by a white man. Yeah. I don't so, know if and this is what I said. Up. And, and, and all you guys listening, forgive me if I go white man, black man, white man, black man often too much. Be, you know, I'm just, a lo- I'm waking up more and more in my blackness as, I, as, a, as time goes on. So often I always compare something to this or that. So those of you who are listening, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's fair because I think a lot of times when we look at like the biopics or, you know, the life stories of folks and they're produced by, especially if our stories are told by white people, it's told in a way that is not caring and it's not yeah, sympathetic. It it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't humanize our souls. Yes. So it's kind of like you go, I really wish somebody else would do it, which is um, like the Lifetime movie is horrible, but I give it a little bit of, um, I give a little bit of a pass because Angela Bassett was involved. So that's why I kind of just go, yeah, it's not the best, but it also is probably yeah. because, you know, Sissy was like, you will not use my daughter's music. Yep, same, same. 
So it was like, but you so got to stop like, giving you got to stop giving these passes out because look, we gave a pass to Felicia Rashad because she was in the fall from grace with Tyler Perry, and look what the fuck happened there. So uh, no, 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 no. Like, who gave her a pass in that? Boomst, <laughs> boomst. I gave Felicia Rashad because she is my mentor because she taught me acting because I I was I auditioned. The person I give a, a, a pass in that movie is Cicely Tyson because well, no, she, he has she got something on him. So, because <laughs> he's it. That's why sis always busy, okay? Always. So, oh, always. so this is my part, right? Yes, this is your part, Miss Tyson. That's that's uh, your part. But you know, I give I I like I I, I love uh, Miss Rashad. You know, since the day that she put her hand on my bosom, um, my my soft supple bosom. Um, consensually, let's just say consensually. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was, it was it was, it was, Let's just say this because it was okay. It was a full. We don't story. want no entanglements going on. No, okay? no, we'll be no <laughs> Let me correct this. Beep, beep, beep. Because Miss Rashad is a national treasure. I, yes. I, I auditioned for to be one of the first students in her um, acting class. That was the first of the Black Arts Movement for Stella Adler. So, oh. so I auditioned and I got in. So I was of the or. Um, the introductory, the what is what is that word? The inaugural mm. class mm-hmm. of the first Black Arts Theater taught Ooh. by and a, and a host of others. Um, nice. so she put her hand on my chest to let me know in her own Claire Huxable way, and that moment changed my life. From her saying, "We all had to go around the room and say who we were and mm-hmm. give like an example, like an uh, adjective to describe how you felt." Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm gonna tie all this together um, to give it just to how you felt. So everybody's like, you had Keisha, of course, it's black people, right? So you had Keisha said, I'm happy. And you know, Dante, you know, he was like ecstatic. And you know, by the time it got to Philip, of course, Philip, uh, me, I said unworthy. And that stuck out to her. Oh. And she sought me out after class and like we had a full-on conversation and she put her hand on my chest she said don't nobody ever let you tell you that you're unworthy of anything we Mm. as black artists we know our art and we are worthy know how much no matter how much training you may have or don't have based on somebody else's journey your journey is nothing black white people can't give that same type of or have not i'm not saying can't have not done that for our culture have not yeah. honored us in that way. So I don't see this being something to root for, for me, my perspective, um, for Whitney doing it really great justice. Yeah. So I great. think- Pat needs money also. I mean, I'm just saying. So, you know, I'm, I'm waiting to see, cause I think, you know, we're in Rona. So I don't know if this is still gonna happen in December with a reason. Oh, production, production stuff is actually starting to pick back up now. Uh, is it? Do you think we'll yeah. be able to get into the theater for, for Aretha in December? Oh, absolutely. Uh, no. No. So that's the thing. Cause you know, they put out the trailer for it. It's supposed to come out, I think around Christmas. It's supposed to be yeah. Christmas. So it's kind of like, I'm wondering if that's gonna come out. Cause and I'm definitely got the right person. I mean, I will risk Corona. I will, I will come, I will walk around with this. Hold on, let me show you. <laughs> right. What is so it? Listeners, what mask is this? this? Is my granddaddy's cane. Not granddaddy. Okay. <laughs> it has a brass top on it, and I will use this to knock people over left and right. Like, excuse me, you can use it for six feet. I'm like, bam. <laughs> you not six feet. 
This is the Don't seat. Say. This is the seat requirement. It's like, ooh, Lord have mercy. Oh. That's gonna be funny. I was like, yeah, but let's see. Hopefully, hmm, yeah. I'm holding my breath. I'm not holding my breath to this though. Issa Rae is going to be producing a documentary for HBO on his history of black television. And I am just like, this is going to be interesting because I'm wondering who they're, what are they going to talk about it as a whole? Or are they going to be talking about certain ones? Or I wonder where, um, I don't know if they're going to start from the beginning or they're going to pick up at a certain spot. I'm not exactly sure. I'm very well, excited about this. The, 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 I, think, I think the article said something in reference to that. There are going to be, they're going to use things that were in the archives. So mm. it will be actual archive material that's going to be used. Um, I don't know um, how I necessarily, I, I, I'm positive for it because it's Issa Rae, but then yeah. at the same time, she also does want to do a reboot to set it off. So why? Um, when all the characters are dead, like what, how are we, I mean, except for, except for Stoney, um, not Stoney. Um, yeah, it is Stoney, right? It's Stoney. Jay, I think that's Jaden. Yeah, yeah. Stoney was her name. Yeah. Except for her. I mean, so I don't, it's, I, I, I would love to see it because I believe in Issa Rae. I live by that Issa Rae model as far as looking, I, looking I've right. loved her for, um, you know, Oprah Black or I've loved her since then. So I'm like, her since then, um, but, you know, at the same time, as you go on with people's careers, because we all supported Tyler Perry in the very beginning, uh, up until. So, I mean, some people still so, do. They're like, it's my so shit. It that, makes that me happiness, life. you know, happens. But I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm here for it. It's yeah. just I, I would love to see more of where they're getting it from. What aspect of black television are we? using are we using sitcoms are we using a mesh of it because mm -hmm. not all black television is the same correct so it's supposed to be a two-part um series so it's not a two-part documentary not sure how long it was um mm -hmm. i don't know how much each part is going to be maybe it'll be like an hour hour and a half like disclosure was which i feel like could have literally been two parts but disclosure was really good um it was still like hey i didn't know so we shall see what's going to happen. Not like a like you know a um, trapped in a closet type of situation where it's like fifteen parts of it. <laughs> Anything that reminds of us R. Kelly is just really not. I mean, no. And to you know, just gotta be mindful of also like where other people have been during their time. Like, how does this affect the Cosby Show being a part of it? Like, how yeah. does you know affect certain things? that are going on now yeah bring it up because black television cosby show was the thing you know correct the cosby show then it was what family matters if it wasn't family matters then it's what Fresh it was Prince of Bel -Air. you know so and all these shows had their problematic moments you know every yeah. single one especially yeah. especially the cosby show the first see the first episode was a lie so you know you remember the lie you know the lie why do i remember this the lie was at the end of the episode, right before they put the fish in the in the in the toilet. Claire asked him, asked Cliff, why did we only have four children? And he said, Because we didn't want five. And the fifth child is Sandra. Next couple of seasons, next couple of episodes, Sandra appeared. There's five children. <laughs> so that's oh my god. But also at the same time, you know, granted, that's a pilot. So a lot of things do change in the pilot. Yeah. 
but that's you know, hey, I mean, Judy never came back downstairs, so good to hell luck, everybody. Judy, where she's still like it. <laughs> it's like, why are we act like y'all only got two kids? Y'all had three kids. Why are we not? What happened? Y'all she's just rolled around. She's still up there, and Jane Herbert is like right there at the door waiting to go back. Child, oh, <laughs> have mercy. It's like y'all act like y'all just. Hate let me not kids. say. Let me, let me not. Let me not say Jane Herbert because I don't need her. Please no. Please don't. <laughs> it's like Candyman. Please don't do it. Okay. Well, I said it twice already. No. no. Let me. Oh, no. Uh. Uh-uh, uh. We moving. Mid key. We moving. I'm not. Uh, nope. She won't pop up with a mask at my at my damn door. Um, Talib Kweli is permanently suspended from Twitter after harassing a woman for over a month. However, he is still on IG harassing her ass. But he's permanently banned from Twitter. Now he is on Instagram. Also, he has set up a a Patreon so y'all can hear his thoughts. And, you know, it's upsetting me and my homegirl that this nignog literally, this all started because he can't fucking read. And he also did this in the name of a white that he's no longer even fucking with. I'm like, so this just, just it's just you could have just me. shut the fuck up. And oh, I'm like, I'm, and, I'm just gonna use this nignog thing <laughs> going forward. Just this look, I look, it's it's all my notes. Nignog. <laughs> I'm sitting here like. He, because at first you saw, I saw the tweet and I'm sitting here like, so that's not what she said, but okay. I'm like, he, mind you, you're not even married to her anymore. And also the point that she was trying to make has nothing. She was not attacking you. I'm like, it's so super weird. And the bad part about it is, um, it's because you can't read, but you want people to pay $5 for your thoughts, $2, a penny for your thoughts. I would, as she said, I would rather mop the ocean. He can't read for real, or he just didn't read it, like, comprehend it? He didn't comprehend what she said. I'm sitting here like somebody... Ask for clarity next time, nigga. God. It's like he just went after her for no You know, and that's that's what got me, that video of her scrolling down. It was like... (laughs) Oh, she's still scrolling. She's still scrolling. This is just just sad, because I'm like, she's still scrolling. This is still... I'm like, I'm sorry. I know we're all in the Rona quarantine, and some parts of work has halted but you're you're fucking Talib Kweli you don't have a song to write or produce or listen to a beat you don't have a excuse me your baby shower was that weekend you didn't go to the fucking baby shower you don't have stuff to put together you don't have a crib to put together you don't have stuff to make you don't have nothing else to do you don't got a warmer baby bottle or nothing nigga. (laughs) he was like I mean because he had like these long Instagram live videos and it was like you you're sounding very weird some of his interviews mm-hmm. that he does with people on Instagram Live or, mm-hmm. or whatever Instagram story pops up because mm-hmm. I turned on the notification for it. Mm-hmm. But this is one of those things again. It's like, why am I getting a notification for this? <laughs> but I, you literally forget. You're just like, hey, what? <laughs> oh, damn, I still follow them. And it's like, I never go back and let me fix this. It's just like, oh, whoop. I really should fix this. But, you know life i'm i don't care but yeah um talib's not coming back he's asking y'all to pay money on his little patreon to his thoughts and he's also have instagram so i don't know how many more people need to report his ass on instagram so he can go but this is enough because he literally said i could do this for 13 years i'm like i'm sorry sir i 
I put Talib in the same category as B.O.B. now. Like, them niggas probably think that, like, well, uh, B.O.B. thinks it, but Talib probably agrees that the earth is flat. So. Um, he probably does. He, sir. And that, man, he's on our, he's on the sick and shutting list. He really is like, boy, you, mm, yeah. yeah, don't come back to Twitter because you don't need to. And the bad part about it is, it was like, this is far beyond reading comprehension. And this is now ego. I'm like, you mm-hmm. literally can't just get your head out of your own ass to just go, I read this wrong, or I should like take a beat, or just stop fucking responding. But you just can't because apparently nobody <laughs> else ain't got nothing going on. You know, the baby, poor baby, sleeping on a box probably because you ain't put the damn crib together. <laughs> like, there's nothing else to do. You have a new baby. Uh-huh, the baby shower uh-huh. was like a month ago, I guess. I'm uh-huh. like, you're not getting ready for the baby. You ain't called. You ain't called Erica to be the doula. I mean, what? You ain't got nothing to do. I mean, don't you got to? Don't you got to at least help out with the baby shower? Like, you know, fix the bottles or don't something. Don't you have some business? She was like, and the bad part. Did about you set up the child. Did you set up the house like like CD or something? Like, no, you know, no. Uh-uh. And the, bad, and the bad part about it is, sir, you're Talib Kweli, so you have followers, and on top of that, you got ashy ass followers of people who found this girl's address. Her parents' address, their, you know, their work, and she has a child. I'm like, are you fuck? Because you can't of a tweet, you can't fucking read. And she's like, she brought up my family. You mean the allegations that literally a Google search would find? Nope. She ain't make this to, up. It's, it's just like, like <sighs> brother. And then a doctor tweet that you retweeted, and then a guy who's like, I didn't know it was doctor. What the fuck you put it out there for? It's like you. Y'all just dumb. It's like, are you dumb? Yeah, I think I, I had think. found a video, and I don't put Joe Button on my um, timeline because right, well, I'm Joe off. fucking Joe Button. But there's <laughs> a video. It's a 15 minute clip of him going, "Shut the fuck up! Shut up! I'm so sick of you." I'm like, man, this is just this is literally how I feel right now. Every time I see something stupid on Twitter, I'm like, shut the fuck up! Send Stop that typing. <laughs> I would I'm like so. I would go, I'm like, y'all know I don't go up for Joe Button, but this video is just peak I'm gonna go, high motions. I'm gonna, can, is Googleable? No, I can send it to you. I'll send it to you. Okay. <laughs> like, let me tell you something. It's like, it is just like peak of, shut the fuck up. You are, I'm tired of you imbeciles. I'm like, whoo, imbeciles. Woo, okay. <laughs> like, we are there, imbeciles. I'm like, yeah, because you are imbeciles. Next story in mid-key. Zoe Saldana tearfully apologizes for playing Nina Simone. And and this is a, but girl, we told you that. We literally told you that. I'm looking at Nina Simone and I'm looking at her and I said, how and why and what the hell and and then on top of that, they put makeup on her to be darker. So it's like you're putting her in black first. I was like, the very moment that you are sitting in the uh, chair to get your makeup and done before final looks, last looks go. Um, and they have to put this prosthetic nose on you. Uh, should have been when you say, you know what? Yeah, this is, I, I don't think I should be playing this. Yeah, because I'm not playing an alien. I'm actually playing another human being who's of another race. And I'm not, or I'm ethnic background, not race, because, you know, race is a social construct. Um, I'm, I'm not of another, you know, ethnic background. I shouldn't be doing this. I could, I could just stick with Colombiana and let that be it. You know, and I'm still not even Colombian. <laughs> 
I mean, I'm sitting here like, girl, be the green lady in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Be the blue lady in Avatar, that fucking sucky ass movie. Be the blue people. Be the green people. It's like, fine. But literally, you look nothing. Every time I look at Nina Simone's picture, I'm like, Michaela Cole is right there. You know, and I think that that's and there was somebody else. It's another actress, and I'm like, I saw her recently. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's good. It's like literally anybody else. You know, like right now, like we're we're in this time where now, like, white people or people who are not of African descent, mm-hmm. um, even if they are of color or not, they're not of African descent. Um, even though she technically is, but she's brown. Mm-hmm. Um, need have been in in drones. Like been mm-hmm. saying, oh, okay. Like Kristen Bell stepping down from the show that she was doing, um, Prospect Park or Central Park, where she mm-hmm. was voicing a biracial character. Yeah, Kristen Bell is a whole ass white woman right. who is actually one of my favorite people to see on television in a sitcom. Kristen Bell is hilarious to me. I love the Good Place. I, I love it. Know, um, I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of hers. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I realized that she was on this show, and I was like, huh. Is she playing and then now she's backed out of being uh, the black voice and i think now they're like want to put themselves more in the spotlight of being part of this movement that's mm-hmm. not just a movement it's just like what it should like find. y'all should have just fixed it yeah yeah because yeah. I, I know there's a lot of people like it was around a time where they're like people were stepping down they were changing they were making more diversity people were like this is that we asked for we asked for um reform i'm like cbs can't reform shit so, I mean, I don't know, movie theaters can't, movie companies, movie studios, CEOs of companies, they can't give you police reform. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but also I'm selfish. I'm a Leo. I want all of it. I want police reform and I want different people on my screen. I want all of that shit. They can do, I'm like, I need you to stay in your lane. This is why the NFL, can, they are not enforce law enforcement. So they can't do shit. They can control what their players do. That's it. I need you to stay in y'all goddamn lane. I don't need you to come over here and say, let's change. I'm like, you can't do nothing. As long as the basketball players can continue to continue to walk. Please, in the Didi, room. please look, oh, let me tell you LeBron. something. I need the game day holstrows, okay? <laughs> I need them. And watch it because that video of LeBron, oh God. Ooh, LeBron's <laughs> yams. Mm. That's sure Yams. I want to know what he's holding in that bag. <laughs> He has the best bags, but that little ass bag that he had, what did he have in there? I just don't know. Because homeboy always got a bag. I'm like, well, goddamn. You like, look, you don't know. I might have to hop on a flight. (laughs) That is LeBron's little hoe bag, okay? He's like, look, (laughs) you don't know. I might have to skip town for like a minute. You don't know. All my my shit in here. Those opinions uh, are by by, uh, Stephanie and Stephanie. I'm just saying. He can let. If he if he dropping the PWI, just know <laughs> he here for the weekend. <laughs> weekend love. <laughs> Talk about a weekend love. Hey. Y'all know what that song is? That's Queen Latifah's from her third <laughs> album uh, titled Weekend Love. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I'm, I want to do this music thing. I'm sorry. I'm just, go ahead. Oh. See, I would love to do a music podcast. That's so great. So yeah, so Zoe is a pop. She was on a IG live with Stephen Cannells, who um, is one of the creators of Pose. And she said, and I quote, 
I should have never played Nina. I should have done everything in my power with the leverage that I had 10 years ago, which was a different leverage. I don't know what leverage that was, um, but it was leverage nonetheless. <laughs> I should have tried everything in my power to cast a black woman to play an exceptionally perfect black woman. Oh, now, wait, okay. That's not so unless you are producing this movie, mm -hmm. you can say this. I feel like you just took the part and then when people are like, um, why is Zoe in this part? She was like, but I'm black. I'm Afro-Latina. And it's like, you are, but I need you to look at um, Nina again. Since, since this is a biopic, see, what biopics are are movies that are about the person. And what helps with that is that when the actor who mm -hmm. is playing the person and actually looks like the person, it's by looking like the person Usually, and I mean, I, I mean, you know. thing. and I don't mean just like in some old weird, like Cleopatra kind of way, like how they used to do that. But mm -hmm. it would be beneficial if the person was of the same ethnic background. Now, I mean, Simone was a me. black woman, you know, and uh, you're not, you know, I'm sorry. I, I like you, Zoe. I, I, I do, I, I really do. I feel like, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we gave a little bit of leeway, but we still made fun of the fact that Chadwick Bozeman was playing Thurgood Marshall and I was very confusion. I was very confusion. I'm like, so be a conjunction. <laughs> very, very confusion at this because I'm like, Thurgood Marshall is a very light skinned man and you're Chadwick Bozeman. And I feel like people just they didn't give him that much shit, but I feel like you could have because I'm sitting here like, why are we making him like all of our historical figures? Um I feel like that's just one person he could have like, just said no Uzo to. Adobo, perfect, perfect, perfect casting for Shirley Chisholm. Perfect. Great. Casting, you Agreed. know, and not only does she look like her, but her ideals and things that she has said publicly represent the same thing. Yeah. You know, you got to make sure that the actor also, if you're going to play this part, what about this part is it that you're playing? Is it, oh, it's the check. So... That's, I'm like, uh, did y'all want to light skin okay. niggas? And, this light skin nigga, I feel like y'all could have found somebody. It's <laughs> anybody. Okay. She said, if she just said, look, nobody was calling for me, I need a check. Like, if she could, if she and Chrisette Michelle can get on the same megaphone and say the same thing to people, maybe it might be more forgiving. But no, no, don't, don't use Please this. don't, please don't use all your Basquiat words. I don't need you to do all of that because baby, Chrisette is better than me. Because the way that Kanye has been able to um, carry on and people did not cancel him and y'all can't, we canceled her so quick. I'd be like, so you know what? Y'all. It's like, wait a minute. She sung at a party for the inauguration that he didn't even fucking attend. Kanye's broken bread with this man. And y'all still like, I'm going to wait till the, I hear the music. <laughs> no. No, no. Like girl, no. And I've, you know, I have now since because I'm a huge um, Kiss Chrisette Michelle fan. Mm -hmm. um, I have now since put one more of her one song of hers back on my playlist. Right, because uh, one, it was like it wasn't that she just sang. Because I mean, excuse me, the the queer community got Jennifer Holiday by her call said, "Bitch, if you don't get your ass over here, no, you are not singing." <laughs> hell is wrong with you and she's like yeah i'm sorry y'all i don't know why i was thinking i was tripping I i'm glad y'all flashed me I was, like, <laughs> I was like they were like mm -mm, come here come here we do it we come will here. not be look you go like 
you are not going over there. I'm like, I feel like more people should have like grabbed Chrisette's collar, but you know, Basquiat skirt, Basquiat skirt. That's it. That's all I got.